Exciting news, everyone. We're joined again by one of our favorite friends, Suzanne Summers. She joined us for a podcast last season, and we left you with a cliffhanger. She was ready to go in depth about bioidentical hormones, but we ran out of time. So today we'll be talking all about hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormones, and everything you need to know to support your body as you age. We don't want to waste any time, so we're going to get right into it. Welcome to Be Healthistic, the podcast that's more than just health and wellness information. It's here to help you explore your options across traditional and natural medicine so that you can make informed decisions for you and your family. This podcast illuminates the whole story about holistic health by providing access to the expertise of Dr. Steve and Drew Sinatra, who together have decades of integrative health experience. Be Healthistic is powered by our friends at Healthy Directions. Now, let's join our hosts. Hi, folks. If you like what you hear today and you want to listen to future conversations on all things integrative and holistic health, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com. Also, check out and subscribe to the Healthy Directions YouTube channel, which features video versions of our episodes plus extra videos you won't want to miss. And finally, we have more with me, Dr. Drew Sinatra, my dad, Dr. Steve Sinatra, and other health experts at HealthyDirections.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Healthistic. Today in the show, we are thrilled to be joined again by our longtime friend, Suzanne Summers, who also happens to be a best-selling author, actress, entrepreneur, and lecturer. We previously had Suzanne on the show to talk about her book, A New Way to Age. During that episode, Suzanne revealed her top anti-aging secret. The one that changed the game for her was bioidentical hormone therapy. So today we're going to do a deep dive into hormone replacement therapy, or HRT, and Suzanne is going to share all the wisdom she has gathered about this. Well, thanks for being on the show again today, Suzanne. My pleasure. I love talking about this subject. Oh, great. So do we. Um, So yes, on the last uh, podcast we had you on, you talked about how hormone replacement therapy has really been a game changer, uh, not only for yourself, but also for a lot of people that you've you know, you've written your books too, and people have heard you talk about. So we wanted to dive in today on hormone replacement therapy. Um, And my first question to you is, what makes it so special? I mean, like, why is this such a great therapy for men and women? Well, you have to understand that aging is about worn out parts. So if you had a really nice car, let's say a Maserati, and you started hearing the engine not working at optimum and strange noises and things, what would you do? you take it to a mechanic and and get things repaired and fixed, right? So the body has a language that is speaking to us all the time. I call it the seven dwarves of menopause, itchy, bitchy, sleepy, sweaty, bloated, forgetful, and all dried up. And that takes the form of maybe your leg is itching like crazy, but it never did before, or maybe you're in a bad mood all the time, but you never were before. Maybe you can't sleep these days, but you used to be able to sleep. Or that all the, these are all the body asking, craving for what they're missing. And so what aging is about is replacing that which we've lost in the aging process. So when we go into hormonal decline, what 
one really needs to do what I did years and years ago is have lab work done to determine where my estrogen levels were, my testosterone levels, the HEA pregnenolone, um, it, uh, progesterone, et cetera, and put back, according to my qualified doctor, exactly what I am missing in, in my hormonal decline. And it's like being able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I have a, a visual that I use in my lectures. And remember teeter-totters? Remember when we were kids and we'd get on the teeter-totter? Here's a teeter-totter, go this way, go that way, go this way, go that way. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're on a teeter-totter, but on the uh, left-hand side are your um, minor hormones. Why they call them minor, I'll never know because it feels so terrible when they're declining. Estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, pregnenolone. Um, that's your, those are your minor hormones. On the other side of the teeter-totter are your major hormones, insulin, adrenal, cortisol, um, insulin, adrenal, cortisol. There's one more. Thyroid. Uh, thyroid. thyroid, yes. Thank you very much. Okay, so when all is well, when you're... It, completely balanced, your teeter-totter is balanced like this. But when you start declining in your minor hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, look what happens. Your, your, this side goes down in decline, but your majors go up. That means uh, your insulin goes high. That's why you're gaining weight. Even though you're not eating, you gain weight while you're sleeping. Your cortisol goes high, and we'll talk to Dr. Sinatra about this, but chronic high cortisol um, can lead to heart heart attack, heart disease, stroke, et cetera. So that's why it's called major. Uh, Thyroid, you don't want your thyroid to be too high or too low. I can look at people in a restaurant or in a room, and I know who's got thyroid issues. And then adrenals go high. And that's all that anxiety that uh, menopausal women talk about. They can't sleep. Their heart is racing like crazy. That's because your minors dipped, which raised your your majors. And what you want to do is replace your minors until everything balances out again. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total oh, yeah, sense. That makes a lot of sense, Drew. I mean, she's, she really said it in, in a very clear and concise manner. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I had three years of uh, imbalanced hormones. And uh, Stephen, you've been around my husband, Alan, and I, you know how in love we are. During those three years, I remember Alan saying to me more than once, Suzanne, a marriage can only take so much of this. And I thought, felt so bad. because Here, he's the person I love the most in the whole world. And I'm snapping at him. And I my mood is bad and I don't feel good because I haven't been sleeping and because my hormones are in balance, my sex drive is off. As soon as I, and it took me a while, I, I had never heard of bioidentical hormones. Nobody had. That's why I got so much flack when I first started writing books about bioidentical hormones. Who does she think she is? She's not a doctor, et cetera. But, you know, we can self-educate now. And I started going from doctor to doctor to doctor. And what I found was so disappointing. I was offered um, statins to lower my cholesterol. 
I was offered Valium to take down my adrenals. I was offered diet pills to uh, get on the weight, uh, unexplained weight gain. Um, I, I was offered synthetic hormones of, of thyroid, which made my thyroid balance go off even worse. In fact, I was talking to a woman uh, who works on my property the other day, and I, I looked at her and I said, are you okay? She goes, yeah. So I just stared at her for a while. She said, well, I've gained a lot of weight in my neck and, and I'm, I'm not, I just, I just don't feel, I really actually don't feel well all the time. She said, so listen to this. I went to the grocery store and got some thyroid like medication. I said, wow. I said, you got a job. So I know that you could afford thyroid. There's a lot worse things you could spend your money on than thyroid replacement. Thyroid is the orchestra leader. It's the Zubin Meta. It's uh, thyroid tells the, the hormones what to do. It's, it's a communication system. All cells talk to other cells. And what are we as human beings? We are 40 to 60 trillion cells. And so the fact that they're all communicating at all times and talking to one another is what makes the body run. It's what makes you feel good. It's what makes you feel alive and vibrant. When it's right, it's a blissful way to live. When it's off, it feels terrible. And so one of the uh, things that gives me such pleasure in my life and career is that I was able to start this bioidentical hormone movement and took all the flack for starting this hormone movement because I'm, I'm an easy target because I'm not a doctor. But you know, I interview brilliant doctors like Dr. Sinatra and, I, and, and, and the others I was just reading in this book, which Dr. Sinatra has a major chapter. This is called A New Way to Age. And I was just reading the interview that Stephen and I did. And he's the kind of heart doctor you want to go to. He doesn't push. He understands bioidentical hormones. Uh, and so he's not going to fight you on that. He doesn't push statins. He only gives statins in rare occasions. And that is, I said, what, is, what are the rare occasions? He said, well, the second component of your cholesterol is LDL, the so-called bad cholesterol. Uh, he said, but actually that bad cholesterol performs a very important function, which is the synapse that connects, you know, here's your, here's a cell and here's a cell, but it's got to be connected. Imagine the synapse like a little bridge. That's what the LDL does. But if there are two components to the LDL, the second component is the one that Dr. Sinatra uh, talks about brilliantly, I had never known this, is called uh, LP little a, capital lipoprotein LP little a. If that's high, then you're kind of screwed. That's like um, razor blades on the inside of your arteries. And so he only prescribes statins for patients who have high LP little a. But what I've noticed is that most doctors and most cardiologists never ask about LP little a. So right well, there. 
Yeah, actually, Suzanne, you're you're correct about 95% of the time. I mean, LP little a is no doubt about it. I mean, that's the major risk factor. And you said it so clearly, like little razor blades, because it causes what we call enormous inflammation or endothelial cell dysfunction of the inner basement membrane. And the amazing thing about LP little a is actually the statins can make it worse. It, it, it can literally, uh, you know, make it a little more angrier. It can actually elevate the level. But what helps LP little a is bioidentical hormones. Estrogen in the woman and oh. testosterone in the male can actually have a positive impact in lowering LP little a. So this is one area where cardiology and hormonal replacement therapy really match because um, we know now from the Biogenome Project that LP little a is more pervasive, you know, in human beings than we thought it was. I mean, years ago, we thought it was sort of a, you know, not a rare situation, but, you know, uncommon. Now today, we think it could be one in five to even maybe perhaps even one in 10 Americans may have elevated LP little a. So mm -hmm. it's much more of a pervasive risk factor. And uh, as you know, it's in my family and your family. Right. So it's really good for our listeners to realize that, you know, LP little a, I feel is the major coronary risk factor going forward when it comes to cholesterol dynamics. But again, you can neutralize it, you know, little niacin can help, nanokinase, lumbrokinase, you know, you know the, the, there's certain uh, enzymes you can take, but again, estrogen in the woman and testosterone in the male can have a positive impact on neutralizing the toxic effects of LP little a. So it makes sense that we're having this conversation today. It, may, it, it also um, makes sense that that's the antidote because uh, bioidentical hormones are about that balance that I was talking yeah. about. That um, uh, what we want and what the body craves is balance. And when the balance is off, on either way, be it LP little a and LDL or bioidentical hormones, then the body's not gonna work at optimum. That's what we're trying to do, isn't it? We're trying to age um, a new way uh, and, and have aging be an advantage and work at optimum for having a smooth running body. That's what I feel anyway. How about you? No, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I'm all in when it comes to aging. I mean, I'm a big proponent of the mitochondrial theory of aging. I, I still believe in a hormonal theory of aging, but again, you have to bring both of them to the table. In right. other words, if you have a, a person in their 50s, 60s, or 70s, and they feel like 90s, I mean, I mean, something's got to be done. And uh, I've, I've always been, you know, the proponent of, you know, 50 or 70 is the new 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, it, it's important. Yeah, it's important for us to you know be more active, you know, physically, and uh, be more mentally sharp, and 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 not get old. You don't have to get old today. And you yep. know, targeted nutraceuticals are phenomenal. You know, a, a non-sugary diet is great. And uh, and again, uh, when you know, targeted uh, hormonal supports, I think are the way to go. You know, Drew, I don't know if you remember this, Suzanne. I don't even know if you remember this. I don't know if I told you this, but about. 15 years ago, you were lecturing in front of a thousand people. I think it was in Las Vegas or it was in Southern California. And um, we were sitting at a table, Jan, I was with my wife, Jan, and, and uh, there was about 18 to 20 people at a table. It was, you know, 50 tables in a room. It was a big ballroom. And my wife, Jan, had a parathyroid tumor. In fact, she had high serum calcium 
before we, this is, um, before we went out to hear the lecture, and I thought she had breast cancer because when I, when I saw the high serum calcium, my first thought, I go, oh no, you know, she has breast cancer with metastasis to the bone. But then it turned out to be a parathyroid tumor, adenoma. So she's all set to go to a major university hospital in New England. The surgeon said she needs three hours of surgery, three hours of anesthesia. They have to, you know, cut from, you know, one side of the neck to the other. And all of a sudden, you know, she's ready to have the surgery. But we, we went to your lecture first because the surgery was planned a month later. Well, guess what? Sitting to the right of her is a woman that had a parathyroid tumor. I don't know why it came up. It came up in a conversation, in the lunchroom conversation when we were having lunch at the time of your, your lecture. And this woman says, you got to go to Tampa. There's a doctor that does that especially. That's his specialty. And it only takes 15 minutes. And you, you go to sleep with a little pentothal. The incision is this small, and it's amazing. But if it wasn't for your lecture, she would have spent <laughs> three hours in a university hospital being cut from, from each side of her neck with surgery. This was a 15-minute nuclear um, uh, excision. In other words, they give a nuclear isotope, and they go in with a little uh, scalpel, and they, 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 they find the uh, little you know, radioactive uh, part of the gland that's, you know, uh, tumorous, and they just take it out. A 15-minute procedure, and that's because of your lecture. I don't know if I ever told you that story. Well, that's the power of synchronicity, Dad. I'm <laughs> glad I saved her life. <laughs> you saved her. You absolutely did. So, you know, after your lecture, we, we went to Tampa, Florida, and then, then eventually ended up moving to Tampa. That's amazing. That's another story. <laughs> nice. Who was the doctor? Oh, I, I can't remember his name, but... Um, uh, there right. was two of them, and one of them was a major league baseball player, played in the majors, and uh, that's all they did. They were a referral center for thousands of people for this one operation. Amazing. What? So hey, Suzanne, I hope our listeners, oh. if any of our listeners have a parathyroid adenoma, Tampa <laughs> is the place to go, Tampa General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne, I wanted to ask you, um, why is it that bioidentical hormone replacement therapy has such a bad rap? Because... There's so much evidence supporting its use and its safety, but it seems like after that Women's Health Initiative came out in the early 2000s, the, the data was really cherry-picked to show some of the bad things that weren't even statistically significant, but yet the media ran with that. And so a lot of women have become so fearful and scared of using this amazing therapy. So what, like, is that really where it came from? Was that Women's Health Initiative in the early 2000s that brought this about? The Women's Health Initiative was uh, funded by uh, pharmaceuticals, and um, they, the they, what they were tracking was synthetic hormones, and um, synthetic hormones um, of of estrogen, Premarin, mm -hmm. uh, is made from pregnant mare's urine, Premarin, and a horse has thirty four different estrogens, none of which are compatible to the human female. So when the human female takes estrogen that has nothing to do with the estrogen in her body, uh, she confuses the body. You don't want to confuse the body and you set yourself up for uh, cancers of the breast and other parts of the body. So that's why after, I think it was a 10 year study, they canceled that study after two years saying it would be better if women take uh, nothing at all, rather than these dangerous, harmful, and even fatal 
uh, hormones. I call them so-called hormones because they're not really hormones. The bioidentical hormones get a bad rap because they are not a drug. And so you're fighting large entity. Drug companies have their uh, place in medicine in the world. When you need them, you need them and they're a godsend. But when you don't need them and you can do it naturally, like with bioidentical hormones, you're always better off. Well, we're seeing an assault really on even compounded pharmacies these days. I mean, HCG, uh, human chorionic gonadotropin, was widely available until March of last year. And now you can only get it via certain uh, prescriptions like Pregnil or something like that. But now we can't even be compounded, which is a problem for a lot of our patients. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's really a shame because they're so helpful. I mean, I can tell you, I give out bioidentical hormones all the time in my practice and they are an absolute game changer for women, but yet there's still this underlying fear for using them. And now it's becoming harder to give them out because of these, the, the assault on the compounding pharmacies. I would, I mean, what I would fear is um, synthetic hormones, but not natural hormones. Uh, bioidentical means biologically identical to the human hormone in exact replica of what your body once made or still makes a little of. They cannot make that claim with synthetic hormones. I would never take synthetic hormones. In fact, Premarin is, is um, giving a woman synthetic estrogen every day of the month. In nature, we women make estrogen every day of the month in a rhythm. Um, uh, but, and it is carcinogenic. Estrogen is carcinogenic, but nature is so incredible. On day 15, of a woman's cycle is when she starts making progesterone, which is our anti-carcinogenic component. So the carcinogenic is, is coming along. And by the time the carcinogenic estrogen reaches the uh, 12th day, the full moon, that's the most estrogen we're gonna make all month. But then the next day, the estrogen plummets and the progesterone comes in. So carcinogenic is knocked down anti-carcinogenic comes in for the rescue. And progesterone is our feel-good hormone. So in those 15 days is when we feel the best, we are our horniest, we wanna make love the most. Um, and it's how nature provided the uh, you know procreation of the species. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great description. Yeah. Now you mentioned that uh, you walk into a, a restaurant and you can tell who needs thyroid therapy, thyroid hormones. Can yeah. you see people on the street that need estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone as well? Well, yeah, uh, those who are out of balance to that degree uh, don't look well. They're, they're the older people that are all bent over. Uh, they, they don't have bone strength. Their hair is stringy. Uh, they're prematurely aging. It, it accelerates aging to be in hormonal decline. And um, the thyroid people, do get thick necks and hangdog kind of eyes, and they're um, subject to being either really cold or really hot. And um, uh, I, they're missing the outer third of the eyebrows. That's that's the best way to 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 determine if someone is low in thyroid. Watch television when you see men, especially because they don't wear eyebrow pencil. Men missing the outer third of their eyebrows, you know that their thyroid's off and then they're kind of thick through the neck. Exactly. 
Yeah, and you know, you know, thyroid thyroid malfunction with dysfunction today is almost pathognomonic. I mean, it's widespread across the country. A lot of it has to do with uh, cordless phone, cellular phone, and electromagnetics because the thyroid gland is very sensitive, uh, you know, to the EMF signals. And uh, even myself, um, working in a cath lab for years and getting a lot of radiation to the thyroid, I developed hyperthyroidism myself. And and Suzanne, I actually take you know, uh, uh, you know, natural T3 and T4 hormones. You know, I wanted to mention something about medroxyprogesterone. Uh, when I wrote my book, Heart Sense for, for Women, uh, 20 years ago, I'll never forget it, Suzanne. I had a woman in my practice who was taking medroxyprogesterone. Uh, she had a history of a little mitral valve leakage, but when she took the medroxy, her blood pressure started to soar. In other words, her blood pressure went way up. And, um, this caused more leakage of the mitral valve, but she didn't have symptoms of high blood pressure. She had symptoms of shortness of breath. So she ended up seeing a cardiologist who um, um, recommended an angiogram. And sure enough, she had profound mitral regurgitation. She was all ready for surgery. And she saw me as a second opinion. And I noticed she was on medroxyprogesterone. I took her off it immediately. Within two months, and she, and she, she put off surgery, her blood pressure came way down. And after six months, her mitral regurgitation almost disappeared. In other wow. words, here she was ready for surgery to, to replace the mitral valve when it was a hypertensive situation created by the medroxyprogesterone. And I wrote her up in my book, you know, Hot Sense for Women. This was like 20 years ago. So I, I really agree with you. There are so many ramifications of these artificial hormones and, you know, and women can get side effects and unknowingly they can go right to the heart of the matter being the myocardium and basically, um, you know, there would have been an unnecessary surgery, for, you know, for that particular individual. Surgeons must not like you very much. When a woman is on synthetic, uh, say, Premarin, she's not getting any progesterone. So yeah. her body thinks she's pregnant because the only time that you make estrogen every day of the month and progesterone every day of the month is when you're pregnant. And so um, it, it's, it's, again, it's about confusing the body and you don't want to confuse the body. Well, anyway, you know, I, I take uh, two and a half grains of thyroid every day because that's what my body needs. As we get older, our hormonal requirements increase with uh, the passing years. We just need more. Right, and the other thing that a lot of women don't understand is that heart disease goes up almost 400% when a woman enters the menopausal years. Because once the natural estrogen, which is really the fountain of youth hormone, there's no question about that. I mean, it, it causes an enormous impact on what we call the endothelium of blood vessels. It keeps them nice and smooth and glistening and stuff like that. But once that estrogen seems to, to wane, uh, then her incidence of heart disease goes up. And again, as a heart specialist, I saw that frequently in my practice. I bet. And not many cardiologists are tuned into um, bioidentical hormones that I'm aware of. Uh, so um, I've always admired your approach to um, the heart and health and hormones and natural uh, natural approaches to all of these things. That's why I think you're so popular at the anti-aging conferences. 
Yeah, I, I just gave a lecture on CoQ10 for two hours two days ago, and I'm wow. still getting over it. I had to sit and talk to a computer for two hours in one spot. And I'll wow. tell you, that's hard. That's hard, especially when you're doing Q&A on a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how much CoQ10 are you recommending for people to take daily? You know, in this day and age, it's toxic day and age, and especially with COVID, uh, I used to say 100 of the high-quality, bioavailable, you know, CoQ10. Now I'm thinking closer to 200, uh, especially in people in our age group, you know. Oh. Uh, anybody oh. over the age of 50, though, should take 100 milligrams. And I used to say 50, but now I've doubled it because of, of COVID. By the way, it's, while we're on CoQ10, it's just absolutely amazing. But what CoQ10 does, it supports endothelial cell function. In other words, it supports that endothelial cell lining of the blood vessel. And what COVID-19 does, it causes enormous endothelial cell destruction because of the ACE2 receptor where the virus locks into the ACE2 receptor and it causes you know, hemorrhagic uh, uh, clotting and, and things like that inside the blood vessel. But CoQ10, because it supports endothelial cell function, and listen to this, Drew, this is amazing. CoQ10 lowers C-reactive protein, NF-kappa-B, and interleukin-6. These are the inflammatory cytokines that create the, the cytokine storm that causes all this hemorrhage and blood clotting in the lung. So if you take CoQ10, you're preventing that inflammatory cytokine storm. And somebody's going to do this research within the next year or two showing that CoQ10 could be, and this is my opinion, you know, could be uh, something that is very, very substantial against COVID-19. I, I also, um, you know, the way I describe CoQ10, because I, I break down everything to be very base, is that if for a bunch of cells, if, that, if that's what a human being is, and inside each cell, the, the membrane is made from uh, protein, fat, and carbohydrate, but in the inside is the mitochondria, the energy center, at, and it's fed by CoQ10 as we get older and are depleted in CoQ10. Uh, I look at CoQ10, if you're on an outboard motorboat, as the ripcord, right, that gets the mitochondria, i.e. the energy, revved up. But without it, you don't have anything that's going to get your energy uh, to operate at optimum. And that, I think, is why as we see older people, you know, walking around all bent over, they have no energy. Energy is life. And so CoQ10 is vital to life, in my estimation. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it clearer. Right, Drew? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think both things that we're talking about today, CoQ10, hormones, they, they both build vitality. Um, yeah. Suzanne, walk our listeners through when a perimenopausal or menopausal woman begins uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, walk them through the process and transformation and change that occurs. Well, um, in terms you know, of in terms of symptom improvement, I mean, like, you know, in your situation and people that you've seen as well, do you see it immediately? Does it take a couple of weeks or like a month or so? When you, it, you have to understand that by the time you get yourself to a doctor or lab work, your body's been yelling at you for quite a while. And so it takes a long time to deplete. So you have to feed it back into the body slowly. And I asked one doctor, why? Why can't you give me everything I need? She said, you'll literally die. She said it took a long time to lose them. you got to eat it back slowly. So what I found was that I started feeling better, not perfect, but better in the first two weeks. And then I would call my doctor with my symptoms, i.e. the body language. I'm not sleeping well or I'm 
been in a bad mood or my leg itches or whatever my symptom was. And then she'd uh, tweak a little bit and add a little more estrogen, add a little more progesterone, add a little more testosterone. We did that regularly for the first year. It took me a full year to find the sweet spot. And when you find it, you will know. And when I finally was there, it was like getting me back. I had not even realized how much of me I had lost. And I would never go back to feeling that way. And so um, your dad and I are the same age. You know, I, I don't know if the, your viewing audience knows, but we not only are the same age, but we have the same birthday, October 16th. 15th for me, 16th for you, yeah. We're, yeah. we're less than 24 hours apart on the on the uh, Zodiac scale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we were supposed to do these podcasts together. But um, we uh, both really understand um, about quality of life. I think that's what uh, Stephen and Dr. Sinatra has been uh, going after is quality of life. And that's what I'm going after is quality of life. I want to live a long time, but with quality. I have everything to live for. And about most women that I speak to who are hormonally imbalanced don't think life is worth living. And that is very tragic. So hormones give you your desire to um, have quality of life and that um, have your body work at optimum and sleeping easily without drugs for seven to eight hours every night. Sleep was when we repair and aging is actually very exciting. If you can beat this whole aging thing and feel good about it and upbeat about it, you're so ahead of the game because most people dread aging and they talk about aging as something terrible. I don't find that. Do you, Dr. Sinatra? Well, you're both no, doctors. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm still very active myself and, you know, I, I still work out every day. I ride a bicycle. I walk. But I got to tell you, the testimony you did uh, with Dancing with the Stars when you were 70 years old is absolutely amazing. Drew, do you know about this? I don't even know about that. Please do Dan share. Was in the Las Vegas competition, Dancing with yeah. the Stars against 20-year-olds. 20, 25-year-olds. Yeah. And here she's a 70-year-old woman trying to compete with 20-year-olds. And <laughs> <laughs> and she made it into several rounds, right? I mean, you were there. I mean, Therefore, I think if you were 10 or 15 years younger, you probably would have won it. You, you would have outlasted these women. <laughs> um, you know, you're at such a disadvantage. I had the energy, but I didn't have the dance training. Yeah. So you're learning to dance every week. There's so much going on in your head. I think I was 72 when I did that. And you were working out six hours a day, you told me. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I probably would not do it again because <laughs> it was so much work, but I'm glad I did it. And I felt, you know, proud of myself. And also I, because the um, majority of my constituency, although the demographic is changing, is uh, a uh, an underserved demographic of women my age. We are an underserved demographic. And so I feel that need for them. So if it takes me dancing on Dancing with the Stars to show them it can be done, if it takes me talking about my sex life with my husband to show that it's possible to have a very satisfying sex life at this age, then 
These are all the things that I am teaching women by example and to let them know I've got their back. Right. And, uh, and, you know, even your hair products and stuff like that. I took a shower this morning with your, you know, your conditioner. I still love it, you know, no sodium laurate, all natural and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and, and for women, it's really important, uh, you know, to avoid toxins, avoid chemicals, you know, use yeah. the hormones, like you said, take co- coenzyme Q10, the fountain of youth, uh, you know, supplement. I mean, I think all these things make a difference. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm just all in on it and I really enjoy it. I also, I every day take lumbrokinase uh, enzyme um, for blood flow. And um, I, I just think it's very important to uh, keep that at optimum also. And you told me about that. Right. That's Baluki. Yep. That's, yeah. that, that's great. Drew, you know, that's it. You know, Suzanne said it. One of the best antidotes to LP little a is lumbrokinase. No yeah. doubt exactly. about it. You know, it, yeah. uh, I mean, nanokinase is okay. Uh, niacin is good, but people can't, you know, suffer the hot flash. But again, to do this a full circle, hormonal replacement therapy is one of the knockout punches against LP little a, which I, like I said before, is a major coronary risk factor going forward. So that's important. Well, hey, we, we were talking about dancing previously. And I think that with anything that you take hormone wise, it's like a dance, right? You go on a yeah. thyroid, you might need to decrease the dose a little bit, increase the dose, change yeah. the preparation thing. Same thing for estrogen, progesterone, and test- testosterone. I wanted to hear your take, Suzanne, on your preferred uh, source of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Do you like pills, trochies, patches, creams, injections? Like, what do you prefer? I prefer, for me, cream, because when I uh, put on the cream, with every pulse of my blood, it's pushing those hormones through my bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And it makes more sense to me. And I feel the best when I'm on cream. So every day I rub on my estrogen cream. Uh, 15 days of the month, I rub on my progesterone cream in a different part of my body. Every day in my mucous membrane, I uh, do testosterone cream. And I also take Estriol, which is the... Mm-hmm. Uh, anti-carcinogenic component of, of estrogen because I've had cancer. And um, that, that's my regimen. And gosh, I feel great. I just feel great every day. I wake up happy and rested and in love. And my brain is working great. And um, uh, I feel like I'm a contributing member of society rather than a drain on society. And also, I've taken very good care of myself. I've fed myself correctly for decades now. I grow my own food. Um, I have a garden here that's um, growing beautiful vegetables in my organic soil and purified water. And it's a thrill for me to go to that garden. Just a thrill. Love it. Well, Suzanne, um, the choir here, especially my son, yeah. natural path. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh, yeah. this guy. <laughs> I, think, I think naturopaths are the unsung heroes because um, uh, naturopaths have a little more leeway and freedom to do and recommend things that conventional doctors are not allowed. Do you know what I mean, Drew? Yeah. 
And well, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's my father doing IVs in his clinic probably really wouldn't have really happened or at least uh, wouldn't have been approved. But for me to do IVs in the clinic, that's totally accepted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. um, I think uh, I don't know who told uh, Trump about, you know, putting Clorox in your veins, but I think that was uh, somebody taking IV ultralight. Uh, what's it called? Ultraviolet light or radiation. UVB, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, which is so helpful. But that got reduced down to, you know, he puts Clorox in his veins, which I, every time I heard that, I thought, that's not what, somebody explained it to him very badly. And that's how it got out there, which is too bad because I've had great success with uh, that treatment. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, uh, as we wrap up today, uh, as always, we're going to share some wellness wisdom with our listeners. Uh, if you had one big pearl of wisdom with regard to hormone therapy, what would that pearl be? Uh, that with it, life is blissful. Without it, life is intolerable. <laughs> mm. Strong statement. So true. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on the show today again, Suzanne. We love having you as always. You're both, you know, I love your father in the best possible way. And uh, I can hear that he raised a good son. And I would expect. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Suzanne. That's, that's very, very sweet. How I feel. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Enjoy your day. That's our show for today, folks. If you have a question or an idea for a show topic, please send us an email or share a post with us on Facebook. And remember, if you like what you heard today and you want to be an active member of the Be Healthistic community, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorites. You can also find more great content and information from us and the Healthy Directions team at HealthyDirections.com. I'm Dr. Drew Sinatra. And I'm Dr. Steve Sinatra. And this is Be Healthistic. Thanks for listening to Be Healthistic, powered by our friends at Healthy Directions with Drs. Drew and Steve Sinatra. See you next time.